Okay, we are <clears throat> we are live. All right, making it happen. Okay, welcome, we world. <clears throat> we are live. Right. <laughs> oh no! I just created I just created a terrible audio loop. Welcome Hold on. <laughs> okay, man, back at it. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yes. Woo! Graham, how's it going? Good, man. Yeah, I'm doing good. I just watched the first episode, so I'm doing great. Yeah, you are. You're yeah. still you're still riding high on those endorphins, dude. Are we going? Are are we starting? I mean, we we are streaming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I think we gotta we got. We got a lot to talk about. We got the whole. We got the app. We got the app. We got to talk about that. Uh huh. I'm bringing uh -huh. some intro heat. Yes. I think you've been working on some some Canva art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For us, I did. I haven't locked down a Twitter handle, so that's um, going to get in the way of us. I think interacting with the fan base a little bit. Oh yeah. But, that shouldn't uh, be too big of a hurdle. I think you can just like create accounts. That really... I think. I think Jake at twitter.com is available so i think we're good <laughs> oh man hey i didn't tell you i have two uh what well, maybe one insanely bad theme song that i made and one like not it's thematically not great but it exists and it's pretty cool but thematically it doesn't make any sense i'm kind of liking the second option more yeah <laughs> You're gonna to listen to both if I can find a way to play it for you. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> is there okay. a way that I can stream what is on my computer and the sound to you through Zoom? Yes. Okay. We're yeah. gonna do that. Uh, if you go to share screen, uh -huh. and then that's gonna open up a window where you can select the window, and then at the bottom there's an option that says share sound. Okay. Okay. What What if um What if the host is disabled? Uh, me from doing that. Then you live in a totalitarian hellhole, and yeah. you should. Let's, let's see how. Let's see how we do that. Hmm. Okay. 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 <laughs> you, I'm a. I'm gonna have you give that a rip again. All right. Here we go. Um. That share computer sound too. I definitely want that. My yes. No. Right. Oh, think something's happening. Please install the Zoom audio device. What the fuck does that mean? And then please restart my audio sharing application. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I'm seeing. I don't I'm know whether stuff. or not you can hear what's on my screen, but we're gonna try it. Yeah, let's let's give it a rip. Now, how do I find you? An Apple guy, huh? Um, we attempted this three and a half years ago, and I still do not know how to use this thing. <laughs> it is not good. Launchpad? Yes. Where is GarageBand? Yes. There, um, very nicely named pod attempt one. 
<laughs> and pod song too. <laughs> so. Good. <laughs> I like right. the nomenclature. Um, let's see if I can get to the other one first, because that that's the insane one. I want you to listen to the insane Hell one yeah. first. Um, man, I don't know what to turn on here. <laughs> We're not going to do vocals. The vocals are just not okay. <laughs> All right. Hopefully you hear this. Are you ready? Yes. So sort of, I feel like that's sort of, you're in the snowstorm, you can't see anything, it's a little, it's spooky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanted, is that, is that what you're I went for, for as intense as I could. <laughs> I wanted double bass and like a lot of clapping. So, uh -huh. and I, just a big old wall of sound. <laughs> it's very, it's very quiet. I can kind it, of hear. It is insanely loud. <laughs> <laughs> so loud that it's so hard to listen to so oh maybe God, i'll amazing. turn down my volume on my mic here so i don't have to listen to it as loud and see if i can i don't know how to turn the master volume up here I, i'm just gonna try I, the other I one feel like did I you hear well flavor. enough to yeah yeah okay let's do the other one juicy all right pod song too uh, I don't need to say that. All right, you ready? Yes. There we go. So that one, I can't really hear anything. And it's just that on a loop. Did you hear that okay? No. No, not I at all. <laughs> no. I, I saw a lot of good note velocity. Um, and How were you able to hear the other pulse. one, but not that? Maybe the other one was louder? <laughs> it's, it's certainly louder on my end. Here, I'm going to put my headphones down. Mm, okay. Um, and just right. blow it out. And I'm just going to... I'm just gonna blast the volume on my mic. Maybe, maybe you're hearing it through. All right, we're just gonna try this. Mm. So let's start from the beginning. Okay. All right, so yeah, it's just that on a loop. That slaps hard. Yeah, that was fun to make. 
<laughs> that is good. Okay. I like, I like very much. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what I that's what I have here. We can we can think about those as options. They're like thematically kind of not maybe the right thing, but ah, uh, I don't know that they're not. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay, so I have a couple of kind of lyric concepts to share with you. Yeah. So they don't necessarily kind of match up right off the bat but i feel like let's just let's kind of get all the ingredients in the goulash and then we'll kind of see how they sit together right yeah yeah mm, okay <laughs> <laughs> all right so the first the first one <clears throat> um think this is sort of in the style of the beastie boys so i'm going to sort of like hit some words real hard and those are going to be the ones that we both shout together yes uh, okay. We're Graham and Jake, and we're on the mic. Like the boys in the trucks out on the ice, laying tracks, getting paid. Yeah, we're all the same. And the most important part's the friends we make along the way. Hell yeah, I love that. So that's, <laughs> so uh, that's, that's so one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, so, so concept two is in the style of rawhide, let's say, just to like okay. give you a, a point of reference. <clears throat> So they're loading up in yellow now for plugging in the mics and we're rolling out for parts unknown across the Arctic ice from Ingraham to Akati with the moose and the bear. We're riding up north and we're the few who dare. Oh shit. I love it too. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I, so and, and halfway through I was like, I don't know. That's like a lot of like, those are, that's some complicated rhyming in there. Uh, but I just love that we end it with the few who dare. Uh huh. That's, That's pretty, pretty, pretty good. So then, do you know? Um, do you know a hundred gex? I've no. I've never listened, but I know that they exist. Okay. Okay. Do I need to? So listen you know. To so you know, it's sort of like a hyper pop, like very sampled, distorted, tuned. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so in particular, I think this is sort of in the style of Stupid Horse, which is one of their songs. Um, so this is... When we started off down south, it was all good. But now we're sliding off the road. Man, we're so screwed. Jacked on coffee and we're all, and we're strapping dollar shit down. Because we'll grab that cash from all the clowns because we're the few... Wow, shit. I fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> That so much fun. I love this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. You get the point. <laughs> do it again. I love it. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not gonna do it again. I'm thirty I'm thirty seven years old. I can't do Oh shit, one second. Uh, I'm thirty seven years old. I can't do an intro song in the style of a hundred gex. It just it doesn't play. <laughs> Dude, I love the commitment though. You uh -huh. went for it. <laughs> oh man. Um can you send me uh can you send me those as like a playable yeah file? Yeah. Like right now or just Not like right now. Time. Just Okay. I want to I want to kind of like sit with it. Yeah, man. Totally. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 
<laughs> Radical. Whew. I mean, right. I can make us a beat to do that intro to. Um, I think I can. With GarageBand, it should be too crazy, but... I mean, or we can, I, I mean, I really do like that, uh, the second one you played. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty simple. Yeah. It has like a really good energy. All right. Right on. Yeah. Nice. If we could, we could go over the top of that. I'll, I'll send that to you. You, uh, fuck around Radical. with it, see what you can do. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, so should we should we get into the episode? Yeah, man. All Dude, right. I'm so pumped. Awesome. Well, so uh, I just like wrote down some notes and observations as I was watching through here. All right. Why don't like Why don't you kick us four off? Four pages, <laughs> at least. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, man. So first episode. Um. I'm just gonna start from the beginning. So, like, that intro sequence is so sick. It's very good. It's good. <laughs> it's like uh, the music. I looked it up. The music is um, it's Aerosmith. It's "Living on the Edge" by Aerosmith. Wait, so th really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, I didn't recognize. They must have known it was all. gonna be hit. They got Aero. They got an Aerosmith song for their intro music, right? Wow, that's kind of a called shot. Yeah, I know. That's wild, because I, I I I was thinking the same thing. I was like, this is really good. <laughs> yeah, and then like um there's a part in the intro sequence where the uh the truck crashes through. Mm -hmm. And I, saw, I was like, Hell yeah, they got it on film and then it looked like so I watched it a couple times and I was like, Oh, that's like CG. That is not a <laughs> truck. And then I looked that up, and it's a miniature. So it's not CGI. They just, like, did it. I don't know how they did it, but they like, did a miniature truck and, like, I don't know. I think they got the Mythbusters guys on it. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> They're in the same network, right? That's amazing. Which, speaking of network, uh, this is, I, mean, I know this is, like, well-tread territory, but this is a history history channel show. yes <laughs> why is this on the history channel but you know I, I guess i don't know what channel it would be on but i the history channel i i really can't chart what trajectory they've been on because like they started out yes. differently, right yeah i used to watch hours a day of the history channel really? primarily yes truly primarily wings Wings is okay. a documentary series in which each hour-long episode is about one single aircraft. <laughs> oh, dude. So uh, you were like an airplane nerd. Oh, yeah, I was. Hardcore. Yes. <laughs> but then they started adding in, like, Ancient Aliens. Like, that, I think, was a pretty popular show. <laughs> um, and then they went hard into, like, reality TV. But then my, really? my most recent... So they did Deadliest Catch, and then, of course, they did this... Ice Road Truckers follow-on and like the most recent product I enjoyed of theirs was the series Vikings have you seen this I've not seen it I've heard of it and that seems like is that like that's got to be one of their biggest hits right 
It must be. The production values are like wild. Is that a scripted series? It is, is all that... improv. No, it's scripted. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, is it like a drama type of? Yeah, it's a it's a drama set in kind of I don't, I guess I think it's like I don't know eight hundred ish CE, but like really good acting, amazing sets and costumes, dope music. Uh, it's it's a great show, and the accents like they have a bunch of uh, actors from Iceland and like Norway, but also like from the UK and the US, and all of them have been coached to adopt this accent that like I can't figure out if it's rooted in a real thing or if they're just like you gotta talk like you're not from around here. <laughs> <laughs> just you need to sound cold. You need to sound, well, you need to sound a little congested and kind of angry and just like fired <laughs> up about everything. That's just like throughout every, every actor. Throughout, throughout. I'm Tonight we will get pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds like, if you did that to me, I'd be like, oh, he's doing like a Viking act. <laughs> classic, classic Viking. I don't know what country like, people currently speak that way i saw this amazing dog on tiktok <laughs> yeah. oh man uh, <laughs> okay so intro very good uh, yeah very good yeah i was real impressed i mean we have you know 100 or so episodes to watch so i assume i will be less impressed at some point <laughs> i i don't make that assumption <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Do you, I want to ask you this. Do you know our main characters names? I'm closing. I'm yeah. closing the note. Yeah, without looking. Do you know their names? Alex. TJ. Yeah. Rick. Yeah. Hugh. Um. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all I got. We, uh, you did four there, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, there are some rhymy ones, and I think that's probably what's throwing you off. Oh, because there's you have Drew Hugh and Hugh. And Drew, and uh -huh. you have TJ and Jay. That's right. Yeah. That was a good question. I know, right? I was yeah. like, I was going to go with you, but then like, I had looked at it recently, so... <laughs> I really wanted to know if I could remember him too. I just looked at him. <laughs> Bummer. So hold on, before before we get into the characters, yeah, I have yeah, one yeah. more comment on, on the intro. Yes. Which is like, so the music slaps so hard, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then the most lemonade drinking, like uncle uh, Greg <laughs> voiced <laughs> white dude ever is doing the like voiceover. And I wrote down the line where he referred to, he was talking about like this land of ice um, and how there was gold uh, in them, our hills, so to speak. And, and now they're mining the other kind of ice, diamonds. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> whoa. Yeah, yeah, bud. 
the other kind of ice. Pretty sure my grandpa would refer to diamonds as ice if he were alive. <laughs> it's just like it's like in 1999. That was what you know, like it was in a rap song, and then by 2007, just, just mayonnaise white guys like voice doing the voiceover for <laughs> oh my god yeah they're I... looking for a different kind of ice <laughs> like, uh i i would love it if there was an an alternate cut of the intro that was tonally very different in which i'll just say they didn't explain what ice as slang meant <laughs> i so i wonder well you probably know this. You've seen more than the first episode. That intro seemed like two parts. You have like the normal cinematic, thematic inter, uh, introduction, and then you have him doing some explanation. Uh huh. Are both parts of those done? Like for the whole <laughs> series? It's like a minute and a half intro. I just um, and and it's like they have to. They're going to re-explain this. Maybe they, every episode. Maybe every time they add on a little bit more. Oh, God. Like they're just the trying end, to limit it to intro. what we can absorb each time. <laughs> oh my God! All right, so um, so character talk. Yeah. Do you want? So should we go through the episode chronologically, or should we like hit characters and then other stuff? I'm I'm game for whatever. Um, my notes are chronological, but let's, I don't have to stick to my notes. Let's let's follow what the fates have laid out for us. Okay. Well, so I mean, we've spent about ten <laughs> minutes on a minute so intro. Far. So at this pace, it's gonna be we're gonna be doing this for about four hours. But I'm I'm cool with that. I'm good. I don't I don't have a hard stop. So. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, all right. So, yep. So it tells us. I learned a lot, like, from that intro. Yes. God, we're still talking about the intro. But the intro, I did there's a lot. a lot to unpack there. And I do feel like for our future listeners here, uh -huh. they need context as well to understand what we're talking about. Absolutely. So, like, some of the things that I learned that I didn't go into this knowing, um, that there they're doing this they only do it for 60 days and they're trying to do they said 10,000 loads which mm -hmm. there must be more than just our six main characters trucking they must be like six <laughs> of like 600 truckers doing this if they want to do 10,000 loads in 60 days but anyway so they've got to go 300 miles to diamond mines which apparently in like the northern northwest territories there are Sick ass diamond mines <laughs> under the ice. Or something. <laughs> I learned that, um, and eighty five percent of the the path there is ice, or it's uh, it's not ice. It's um, it's frozen lakes. So they're just driving on frozen lakes. I'm dumb, and I kind of was like, oh, ice road truckers. They're just like you know, it's just. It's just it's like just a cold, cold road. <laughs> but no, it's straight up frozen lakes the whole way. <laughs> it's actually an ice road. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, which, you know, you would think Badass. based on based on the title of the show, I might have figured that out. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Graham, this is why they have the intro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I also learned yeah. a lot from the intro. Yeah, so, yeah. Graham, on average, how many loads a day should they do? Mm. I did, I, based on what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. they are going to get one a day. I mean, like, they, they the trucking, the whole operation, in oh, order to deliver like... 10,000 loads in 60 days. I should be able to do this math. A physicist. 10,000. <laughs> you actually didn't have to 60. say that part. You could have just. <laughs> I sh- no, 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 no. I can do this. Okay. All right. Just let me. Divide by 10 would be a thousand divided by six more would be like thousand divided by six. We're talking like hundred and hundred and it's called 170. 167, baby. Oh shit. <laughs> Got it. Mm. And a nice way to fill some airtime too. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Nice. So the other thing, this is this is going to involve uh, jumping ahead a little bit here. But so they also say that they have over 100 million pounds to move. Mm. So that's only an average load size of 10,000 pounds. Okay. And then they, they talk about what the loads are that each of these guys is hauling. And their first loads are like... 20,000, 28,000, 18,500, 10,000. So I'm very curious if either that 100 million figure was inaccurate or if later on they've, they're just like, I've got a crate full of chicken feathers. <laughs> <laughs> they need pillows at the diamond mine. So. A lot of pillows. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there are some. I don't know plot holes, but certainly I do have some questions that I feel like we need to get to at the end. Okay, good. And you know, maybe I'm I'm kind of like, well, they just haven't had a chance to explain it. And uh-huh. I do have 113 more episodes of this show to watch. That <laughs> so, by that point, I'll probably know. Yeah, maybe you know, maybe everything. we are not the experts yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'll accept that. <laughs> All right, so we do the. Uh, we, we get through the introduction. They say the people's names. <laughs> yep. And then uh, uh, they introduce the guy who, like, runs the um, shipping warehouse. Yes. Very briefly. And then I'm not sure that I see him again. We, we do see him again. Okay. And I, I wrote down my new hero, Rick Fitch. Rick <laughs> Fitch. Has, oh, okay. Who has the amazing line. I'm Rick Fitch, and uh, this is my yard. (laughs) (laughs) That is the kind of fiery personality that we can look forward to. (laughs) (laughs) Legit, though, Rick seems rad. Yeah, I would. I would absolutely love to like shadow Rick for a day and see what he's doing here. Oh my god! Yeah, that seems like the place to be too. The guy running the shipping yard, like, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't want to be on that truck. No. 
I decided I I mean after watching one episode I'm like I'm not cut out for this really is that is that real talk I mean yeah real talk I would not do this would you would you if the price was right do 60 days yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say yes before you even said if the price was right. <laughs> and now I'm like <laughs> hard in. <laughs> really? Okay. Absolutely. Right. I think all of this sounds awesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh man. I I don't know, like part of it is the danger, I think, for me, but also like just like the boredom of it, I think, too. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. We'll get into it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have a lot of opinions as we go along. I can tell. Sure. Yeah, I can. I can tell this is there's a deep. There's a lot of diamonds in those grounds. Yeah. Um, OK. My my you're going to have to help me fill in some of the gaps here. But um, so right after that, they start measuring the ice with this tool called the Hagland, <laughs> which like I think measures the ice depth, um, which makes sense. You don't want to be driving on thin ice. Preach. Um, and then we see the plow trucks start up. So the whole point here is they gotta they gotta make sure the ice is ready, and they gotta start making the roads. So this is what they're introducing to us. Mm -hmm. um, hey, when you were growing up. Yeah. Did you have to watch in elementary school like the videos about what to do if you're driving in a car across the ice and the car crashes through? I grew up in uh, the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. So no, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they, I, I didn't realize that you could... I didn't realize like that you were like it was okay to walk on ice oh, until okay. I met my wife in grad school and she told me like they would go walk across the frozen lake like she grew up on a lake in wisconsin they would walk across the lake i was like she jesus you not safe have you seen little women <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> and then and then we like visited her sister who lives here and they're like oh yeah there's a college here that they just they just use the lake as a parking lot in winter. I was like, they drive <laughs> their cars? So, yeah, I did not know that it was a, like an okay thing. Word. Okay. Well, so, um, you know, so, so it's an educational film. So I mm -hmm. went to elementary school in the late 80s. And so I can recall these like grainy films of unless I'm making it up, wood paneled station wagons, <laughs> like out on the ice. And so the thing is, uh, you know, if your car goes in the water, and I guess this isn't specific to ice, it's just gen generically if a car goes in the water. Sure. Like the thing is you're not gonna be able to open the door because of the water pressure. So what you have to do is like take a big breath, roll down the window to like flood the inside to equalize the pressure. And then yeah. you'll be able to open the door or swim out the window or something. So gotcha. I saw a great joke the other day, which is in Wisconsin, all school kids are taught how to escape from a car that's gone under the ice, which is take a big breath, um, roll down the window, and then if you're 
if the bottom's lower than 60 feet, you're gonna to need to slowly exhale on your way up so that you don't get the bends. And if you see any walleye, make sure you note the depth and what they're feeding on. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that is a good Wisconsin joke. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh man. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so we've, we've done the introduction. We've heard, mm -hmm. they've said their names. We've yeah. measured the ice. Yeah. Plowed the ice. Yeah. Um, and then we start meeting the boys. <laughs> so first up, we got Hugh. Mm -hmm. uh, and Hugh, I want to say he's my favorite. Just because he seems like he knows his shit. He is a veteran. He's been doing this like as long or longer than anybody else. He's got like a warm personality about him, but he's also kind of a hard ass, which I think you need to be to be good at this. Um, and he's so funny. Yeah, yeah. He's... I mean, almost all of these dudes are super hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some good personalities. Yes. Yeah. Like I would, I, no joke, I would love to work for a guy like you. Yeah. Like, he rules. Yeah. He seems like he'll keep you safe, too. Uh-huh. Or, as like, you know, not... more or less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, if you're going to dig your own grave, he's going to let you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But, like, he, he just, like, really knows what he's about. Yeah. So, we meet you. That's all we really learn about him. He has four trucks. You know that. Um, and then we meet Rick. And Rick is one of Hugh's employees. And he's an absolute shithead. <laughs> we, on this podcast, hate Rick. Rick is a talker. He's full of himself. And he can fuck off. <laughs> that is our Rick opinion. <laughs> based off of... See, I, I may part ways with you on this oh, one. Oh, okay. Let's hear your impression of Rick. I mean... Rick... Oh, and let's not forget Alec. Okay. Rick, Rick's okay. I'm okay with Rick. <laughs> For a minute, I mixed up Rick and Alex. Oh, yeah, yeah. Alex is cool. Alex is my number two boy. Like, yeah, yeah. ride or die with Hugh and Alex. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to get to Alex. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, so, Rick, I'm ambivalent. Yeah. Okay. You'll learn to hate him. <laughs> I'm confident. I, I have a good shot. sense for these things. He's the villain. So, so power rankings so far are number one Hugh and number 40 Rick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we go right into Drew. I might need a little help from you on here. I wrote he is a newbie and he is confident. So Drew, I mean, Do we Drew delivers the... Oh yeah, <laughs> the absolute best plot twist imaginable for the first episode, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it yeah, I remember that. Now. Be better, okay? Yeah, yeah. We're so, gonna get to so you know what? I think for now, let's just stick with new and confident. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that pretty much. I wrote. Yeah, those are good notes in retrospect. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, all right, and then so we meet those three, and then we kind of move on in the show. And um, 
we go back to the snow plows, I think. And I just wrote down that somebody said um, the snow plow. Oh, oh, it's like it's talking about. Um, I think they had a snow plow like driver and they were uh-huh. talking to him. And um, he was saying like, oh, yeah, it's pretty dangerous. Um, and then I think maybe we got the voiceover guy who was saying that it's such and such year a snowplow was driving and it hit weak ice at negative 35 below there was weak ice <laughs> and it went under and dozens have died this way <laughs> yeah and I was like I mean that was astonishing to me for a number of, like negative 35 like that ice got to be thick yeah how do, I don't know how this happened. They didn't like give a ton of details. I, I want to know. There's some missing pieces there. Yeah, I need diagrams to explain exactly how that happens. <laughs> yeah, the the day before it was 150. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there weak ice? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think ghosts. I I think, I think, there's sort of a a subtext through a lot of this that no one wants to acknowledge, but it's ghosts. Yeah, they're tying this into the other series on history, I think. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, dozens is like, at least 24 snowplow drivers have died. (laughs) So that's true. And how many years did they say they've been doing this? Oh, I don't know. As long as there have been billion-dollar diamond mines in the <laughs> I, upper northwest territory. I, I, for some reason, 60 years is sticking in my head. It can't be longer than that. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, the technology to drive a truck, weather <laughs> that cold. Yeah. I have this thing in my head where, like, there's no way that people lived that far north before, like, 50 years ago? Are you serious? Like, how do you stay warm enough? I mean, I know, like, indigenous people, yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I guess, like, but how do, I mean, I get, I have a lot of learning to do about indigenous people, I think. <laughs> I think we all I wanna... do, Graham. <laughs> 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 So you you mean like when sort of like uh, Western like in like industrialized yeah. soft weak people yeah. moved <laughs> moved there? It just seems like the heating systems would be too faulty at some point to like make it through a winter and get around and like plow the streets and like. I mean, there was like the Alaska Gold mm-hmm. Rush and. I mean, I we so, would man. die. We would immediately die. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the other thing is maybe people did do this. They're just like, a lot of people died also. People just don't die now <laughs> as much. <laughs> I mean, I do think there's something to like, there was a lot more mortality, but I, I think it's also true that like, um, the human body functions. So now I'm going to become a Wim Hof stan apparently yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) hit me with that whim hop (laughs) you know like the the human body has all of these like responses to cold 
it's but we you you know you and I live in these like very narrow bands of like conditions and so those responses don't really get exercised so certainly I think there's like um, behavioral and like technological aspects of culture that like influence how people can can live in those conditions but I think there's also some physiology that that plays a role too I mean humans can exist in those places it is hard and it is dangerous um, you know but we can do it. I mean we could probably do it we could probably get some takis <laughs> and some coats and ball out um, I don't want to jump too far ahead but apparently you don't need coats <laughs> that's okay yes a little spoiler alert for what is it we're about to hear um all right so let's keep going here so um well hold on one sec so oh, yeah, i gotta go i gotta throw something in on the topic of the cold yeah so i did a little bit of online research and mm -hmm. found a great blog about how to survive your first winter in Yellowknife. Oh, hell yeah. And it had some great tips on dealing with the cold that I am surprised I've never heard of before. Oh, yes. I want to hear this. Here is the best one. Yeah. You should wear as many layers as the first digit of the temperature. Meaning, if it's 40 below, you should be wearing four layers of clothes. Nice. This is only... Only negative. A negative. Yes. <laughs> but if it's like 10, they're like, long sleeve shirt. You're fine. <laughs> which, is, which is kind of true. Is it? Well, so I mean, I last time we talked, we talked about how like I... Uh, I was biking year-round as my primary mode of transportation for a while, and I really learned a lot from that about like how different temperatures and wind chills feel. Yeah. And like if I'm so part of it has to do with are you just like sitting still, are or are you you know active and doing something, you know? But I mean if so if I'm going cross-country skiing. Um, I will wear a like very, very, I'll wear a t-shirt and a very breathable hoodie. And I'll wear that down to zero. Because otherwise you just get too hot. Yeah, I could see that. I, I would want you to wear like a jacket that you discard after like you've been going for five minutes. Yeah. That's what I would need, at least. I can understand, like, so once I'm going, like, do. like I don't need all that extra stuff. But, mm -hmm. like, I would be so cold. That Sorry. you would start off real cold, but the cold is just information that tells your body, "What up, boys? Let's start stoking those fires." <laughs> right? So you gotta get you, moving. Yeah. So, like, you know, you don't want to be foolhardy, but. If you are going to be outside for a while, trying to like keep yourself super warm till the last second is kind of like I find it like it's kind of like confuses my body. Hmm. Um, I think I like the danger side of it is like every time that it gets like we live in Minnesota, so 
you, uh, no, uh, me, myself, and Jake both live in Minnesota. We're friends. All three of us. In, in real life. Yeah. Me, myself, <laughs> and Jake. Um, every time it gets like below zero and there's any sort of wind chill, the news, everything is like, listen, if you're outside with exposed skin for more than like, let's say four minutes, <laughs> shit's going to start falling off your body. And to me, when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, well, it's just not safe. But what I'm hearing from you is like, that's not true or well, you just need to be moving and get blood flow. Well, we just, we have to be more specific because so okay. part of it is there, there's sort of the objective reality and then there's our individual kind of experience of and response to it. So in my favorite photos on my phone, I have saved the wind chill chart that is color coded for like how many minutes you can have exposed skin before you risk frostbite. Yeah. So it is, we do sometimes encounter dangerous conditions here, but you know, you have to have wind chills of between negative, basically above negative 50 at below negative 50, which is pretty and rare. exposed skin. And exposed skin in order to have a risk of frostbite in, in five minutes or less, which okay. we very rarely have. Yeah. And to bring it back to the show, yes. they are talking about negative wind chills in Yellowknife, Northwest Territories of, I don't think at any point did they say anything below negative 40. Well, they kept referring to, to, to I think, temperatures of negative 40. I will say okay. it was not clear, though, if they meant that in Fahrenheit or Celsius. I would assume because they're all, like, in Canada, they're talking about uh, Celsius. At one point, I think, oh, we also mean one of our my favorite characters in the show, the radio guy. Uh, yes. And the radio guy, <laughs> which we can talk about later. The radio guy is like... Uh, he says negative 40 whether uh, Celsius or Fahrenheit doesn't matter it's cold out here and I think what he's referring to is there is a negative temperature and I think it's around negative 40 where Celsius and Fahrenheit are about the same oh my god you're you're totally right yeah you're absolutely correct see I I was like that's an extremely unhelpful forecast <laughs> 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 guys like welcome to the only place you can get news in town and the best i can tell you is it's very cold outside uh okay so at negative 40 degrees um basically no matter what the wind is you are in you are looking at possible frostbite in 10 minutes or less okay so to As your point, with exposed skin exposed skin yes okay so to your point, seeing one of these dudes outside his truck, tying on straps, wearing a t-shirt, <laughs> seems un like an unnecessary and unwise risk. Nope. Like why? <laughs> what do you, yeah, I know, I know he has a jacket in that, in the cab of his truck. For sure. Like he must be showing off for the camera. <laughs> He did a couple of push-ups before that shot, just to, like, 
Get pumped. <laughs> that was insane to me. That was I, pretty wild. Because I, yeah. I don't know, they don't seem, they are not risk takers in general. Like, these yeah. guys seem to, like, really understand the dangers and are not looking to do anything extreme. And so f it, I would imagine that, like, ah, oh, crap, I got to, like, redo these straps is a pretty common thing. And so you're just like, yep, I put on my gloves, I put on my jacket, I like go do it. Yeah. I. I it baffled me. Yeah. And part of it is like, it got down. I want to say, last winter or the winter before, to negative twenty five real temperature uh -huh. in the Twin Cities, which is the coldest I've ever seen it. And I don't, I yep. don't know what the wind chill was probably negative 35 or negative 40 um <clears throat> and when that happened i remember first i was able to start my car and i thought oh this is a miracle and then i um i drove to work and the whole time i was like okay if my car breaks down <laughs> i'm going to have to like if if the cold is too much for my car which is like apparently isn't a thing um I, I'm going to have to run from my car to the nearest building and beg them to let me in where there's heat because I will die outside. And for and, context, is this is this when you were driving like five miles or when you were driving like fifty miles? No, this is uh, across town. Like okay, five okay. miles. Yeah, yeah. It's surrounded by buildings <laughs> the whole way. Like, there's no way that I could have been further from. Uh, like more than a hundred feet from heat, <laughs> <laughs> my car broke down. But just like it, constant fear the whole time. Uh huh. And now I'm realizing, like, oh, this guy was like just colder than that in a t-shirt mm -hmm. with no gloves. So like, I guess it's possible to survive. This is true. I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought people died. <laughs> Just, I mean, look, we all saw the day after tomorrow. Like, we saw yeah. what happened to those helicopter pilots. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, great segue. I'm going to bring us back. I'm going to bring us back to our timeline here. Nice. So, um, there's a quick, um, there's a quick, Hugh heads out, mm -hmm. right? So, he kisses his wife goodbye, um, and they get on the road from... I guess like Vancouver area is what I'm what I gathered, or at least um, I think that's uh, British right Columbia. Yeah, to uh, Yellowknife. Um, so he says a little sad goodbye, and then it cuts back to Yellowknife, and we see these like really sick images of like this is what negative forty below looks like, and it's all this machinery that's just like iced over, and I was like hell yeah, that is some like i don't know it was just like cool images of just like like really frozen stuff so <laughs> like ice planet hoth level yeah 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 and then so they um they go from that to like okay you just saw like how iced up stuff can get we're going to tell you about winterizing the trucks <laughs> which i found uh kind of interesting but uh so they they do something with alcohol they put alcohol in a thing and they use the antifreeze which you know of course um but then they, 
<laughs> just like they just grab a blanket <laughs> or a tarp and they cover the front of the truck and then like kind of underneath it and like oh that'll that that helps <laughs> How does that yeah i have to say winterizing turned out to be a lot less involved than i thought it would be <laughs> i really thought that it would need like i don't know some special technology to keep it from breaking down or something or, or even just like okay your whatever supplies you normally keep in your cab like might not be adequate for what you're encountering so like let's go through what's the shit you need to have to like fix stuff on the road stay alive like you know there, there's, there's none of that yeah i want to see i at least show me one of those astronaut blankets somewhere All right ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man um all right, so we do that, and then we, oh yeah, we see, um, we learn the safety rules of driving on the ice. Uh -huh. And this was another place where I learned a lot, which is like, there's speed limits. And the speed limits exist because, and help me out here, it's, if you're going too fast, there's a wave. Or if you're driving on the ice at all, there's a wave of water underneath the ice. And it's kind of out in front of your your car. And then if you get going too fast, that wave becomes bigger and bigger. And at some point, if you're going really fast, it just like breaks right through the ice and then your truck will run into the ice that's broken in front of you from the wave and probably crash through. Yes. You agree with that? I think that? you got it. Yeah. Um, which to me, that made me go, oh so they can't just like really zip from one place to another on the ice so like i don't think they're tokyo drifting across yeah. those lakes <laughs> <laughs> um and this kind of um comes back later i mean they talk they talk about this a lot and like you know the cracking of the ice and the different ways that the trucks can you know the the waves become too big and you you know, if two, if two trucks are passing one another, they both have their own waves. Well, if those waves hit, boom, you get cracks and both trucks are in trouble. Um, yeah. Seems real I think, bad. I think there's even like a little animation they did during mm -hmm. this. I think that good. animation was CGI. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it ha didn't have quite enough polygons for my taste. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done with a few more of those. Oh, man. Okay. Now we meet TJ. And all I wrote down is he's 21 years old. Is he the guy? He's scared, right? Yes. He's, like, in over his head, excited to do it, but, like, very clearly is a novice. I'm not even sure his trucking history I think they said he was driving for like two years. Okay, yeah. And he and he so he says he saw a newspaper ad, and literally was just like, "It's truck driving. I drive a truck. Let's do this <laughs> damn thing." <laughs> but I but I I love that in contrast to uh, Drew, right? TJ TJ is having this sort of oh shit moment 
over basically the entire first episode. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Drew is just confident because he's been uh, not ice road trucking for a while. (laughs) He's been regular trucking, which we don't, we don't hear anything about these guys non ice road trucking Mm -hmm. other than to say, you know, these newbies have been non ice road trucking. We don't know if the rest of the crew, like, you know, if they have summer jobs or what. <laughs> True. I just, I just had this. Uh, I just thought about what if Hugh was a lifeguard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so TJ is super green and way over his head, mm-hmm. but is also very scared, which is probably a good thing. Very teachable. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just meet him briefly and then... Um, I don't. I just wrote down that someone casually says, "I've seen a lot of people freeze to death," <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was like one of the drivers because I think, are we getting? Yeah, we're getting into the the urine test is next. <laughs> so I think like we had multiple drivers talking or something, and one of them is just like maybe it's one of the other drivers telling TJ, like I've seen a lot of people freeze to death. I was like, what? <laughs> I guess so, but... <laughs> I tell you what, I wouldn't have to see very many people freeze to death before I started saying I've seen a lot of people freeze to yeah. death. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. two. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if I saw two, I'd be telling everybody, listen, I've seen a lot of people freeze to death doing this job. <laughs> yeah. Because outside of ice road trekking, I have not seen many dead bodies in my life. So I feel like if I saw two doing anything, I'd be like, I've seen a lot of dead bodies recently doing this thing that I'm doing. Word. Um, so, the, so the urine test is very good. There's oh, man, a lot that's of great jokes. That's definitely the most fun part of this episode. Uh-huh. They were goofing it up. <laughs> Their ribbon, I think, what was it? TJ had a shy bladder. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, what do you remember from, yeah. Well, T- TJ's shy bladder was great. And then yeah. Alex says, I stopped drinking liquids 10 years ago. <laughs> and that <laughs> I'm so old, I have to take half of Viagra just to go to the bathroom. Both of which are great yeah. one-liners. <laughs> Those are really good lines. <laughs> Oh shit, Alex! Yeah. Oh man. Also, the uh, the point of the urine test is to check for amphetamines because they're like driving all night, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and so, to uh, check for them after they've arrived, before anyone does any all night trekking. <laughs> so, <laughs> Maybe like wait test. a week and then check. <laughs> cool. Just was showing up like ready to go day one hyped up on amphetamines oh my god um but also like listen let them have amphetamines like they're, <laughs> they're driving all night on an ice road I don't want them to we're back oh I got you back we're back in business alright nice let me make sure we're still rolling rolling on things here 
think so. Let's go ahead and check that uh, follower count, and looks like we are still at one. Okay. Right on, right on. All right, still at one. Sure, okay. <laughs> um, all right. So, so urine test. Yeah, a lot of fun doing the urine test, mm -hmm. and then, um, and then we meet Alex. Yes. So they introduce Alex, and first off, my man has eleven kids. It's seven grandkids. He has seven grandkids. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I missed that part. <laughs> he he doesn't look like a man who is a grandfather. I mean, if you have eleven kids, yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> one of them has a, their own child. There's no way, like you know, uh -huh. unless unless you're having a kid every year, one of the kids is you know, twenty five. <laughs> word but alex is so fun alex is, i think is probably funnier than hugh yeah um so yeah hugh hugh and alex ride or die yeah i was a little thrown off by him having 11 kids and i was like oh man this guy's gonna be weird as shit uh but he's cool yes he's like a He's like a cool guy with 11 kids. Uh -huh. Not an absolute psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I associate people with 11 kids with. <laughs> and that's on me. <laughs> I'm, gl I'm glad you own that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, he lives in Yellowknife. Which, when you live in Yellowknife, you have 11 kids. Because what else do you do in Yellowknife? <laughs> Yes. Co coffee shop culture is big in the winter. Pub mm -hmm. culture is big. Learn this from the blog. Is this true? This is this is true advice on how to survive your first winter in Yellowknife. Nice. Mm -hmm. They have a they have a nice pub culture there. Mm -hmm. Sick, dude. Maybe I should go to Yellowknife. We should go. I'm gonna call it episode 500. We go to Yellowknife. Yes. Hell yeah, man. Um, all right, so and then the ice road opens. So, Boom. yeah, it did. I don't remember there being a ton of fanfare in the episode, they just were like, All right, and Alex is up first. Uh huh. Um, oh, I made a note here. I it must have been sometime around here where they were showing, um, from underneath the water a road driving over the top and I was like it's a negative 30 degrees <laughs> and they're having a scuba diver go under like two feet of ice to film a semi truck driving over the top and I was like oh my god imagine being on the production <laughs> crew for this show it's probably <laughs> pretty like, rad yeah, I mean, I want to know. I want to know about the, that guy's job. That's interesting. That's yeah. gettable. We we get fifty episodes. We could probably get that dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I mean, at some point, like we can interview people on this show. At some point, there probably aren't a lot of podcasts about ice road truckers. 
and these people were a show that went off the air three years ago (laughs) (laughs) oh hell yeah i'm i'm so excited about someday interviewing somebody from the show (laughs) or everyone from the show absolutely um i that just blew Um, me away that a scuba a scuba diver under the ice it's very cool yeah it seemed scary to me <laughs> if you're catching a theme i'm i'm interpreting a lot of what's happening in the show as scary and i think you're interpreting a lot of it as very rad this i mean this is kind of an interesting reversal because classically i think graham you are sort of the bad boy of the of the group in the Ooh. skateboarding and other bad boy things <laughs> <laughs> there's there's certainly a, a uh an airs about me <laughs> for being cool and and I, super sick but deep down i'm a nervous little boy <laughs> <laughs> um okay all right uh so another little note i have here is that like it looked like the truck was going like after they opened up the road it showed them on the ice road on the actual lake and looked like he was going maybe three miles per hour. <laughs> uh-huh. And this is kind of a thing that I, so one of my big, big questions, I have this written in all caps. How fast are they going? Uh-huh. They do not say at any point how fast they're driving, but I do know that they're supposed to be going 300 miles. But every time it shows them on the ice, it's like they're going five miles an hour. Yeah, I mean, there there are some times when they seem to be going faster, but so I don't think we're given a lot of real specific times. But like uh, Alex's first trip, I think he rolls into Akai at like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. or something. Yeah. And he left the prior day in what I assume would have been the morning. So, like, I mean, it was daylight. And it seems yeah. like the, they're only getting, like, seven hours of daylight. So, I don't know. Let's say it was, like, ten when he left. So, what is that? That's, like, 17 hours yeah. So that's in, that's like twenty out twenty miles an hour. I just realized that, that they're so far north that shouldn't it be like nighttime the whole time? Are they that far north? Well, at the very edge, they're they're still south of the Arctic Circle, but they are very close. Okay. Yellowknife is three hundred miles to the south of that, but I mean. I would agree with you that their day seems like it should be shorter than seven hours. If presumably this is in December or January. Yeah, they didn't specify the dates of when this happens. Um, Later on, I think, was it TJ drives? He starts out at night, and he has to do 300 miles, and he ends, and it's still dark. Yes. So I was like... He did this yes, in what eight hours, <laughs> but I forgot that it's dark very like yeah. for much longer there. But that's a good point. I mean, 
he left at like 10 p.m. or something. I think I remember that. So it, yeah. it had to be less than 12 hours. Right. So it seems like maybe average speed of between 20 and 30 miles an hour. At least. Which is, which is not maybe that much. Maybe we'll find out. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'll be insane if we make it through over 100 episodes of this and they never address how fast these trucks go. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they'll talk about for a hundred episodes if they don't at least mention that at some point. Oh man! All right, so Alex heads out, and then um, oh yeah, so Hugh's convoy is next. Um, and I wrote down that Hugh, his accent. We also have some great accents here. Yes. Hugh's accent very specifically sounds like my wife's uncle. Awesome. Uh, Pat. Him and this rural Wisconsin farmer guy have the same accent which is like it's really far away from here but the accents are kind of similar yes i i love the accents yeah <laughs> so did you have a favorite do, do you remember oh uh, i mean again hugh and alex like theirs is so good and yeah. then of course my new hero rick fitch i'm rick fitch and this is my yard <laughs> yeah <laughs> the um, accents are amazing I really like I think Jay mm -hmm. who we meet in just a little bit um, I I said that he has the funniest accent uh huh except maybe I'm confusing him with TJ because we right, we'll get there um <laughs> So Hugh no, heads out. You're thinking then, of Jay. Uh, what's that? No, you're thinking of Jay. Am I? Okay. Yeah, because because he's the like, he's like only 25, but he was in, he's been driving seven years, and he drives like the biggest craziest loads. Yeah. And it's like he he has a real hard accent, but he's also super upbeat. Yeah. And that combination is so choice. Yeah. Is he the one who was like? He's driving and he's like, holy Jesus H. Christ. Okay, no, that's, okay, that's that, TJ. That's TJ? Yes, I, that's I, TJ. I do not know. Holy know mother of which, pearl. Yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he, he has like four lines in a row where they just are filming him going like, oh, Jesus. Oh, holy hell. I can't. This road. Oh, my God. He had such good reactions. Yeah. Oh man, that was a delight. <laughs> so are, um, are we? Are we up to Drew's big, uh, big, big moment yet? First, um, so Rick goes out. He uh, he, fucking just doesn't strap down his load, mm -hmm. and he has to fix the load, and so he's out. It's negative. 20 degrees and he has to fix his straps and he's just like I'm wearing a t-shirt <laughs> so this is the point where he's out there in a t-shirt negative 20 degrees and just like hammering on these straps it's like dude put a jacket on you're not yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we talked about that earlier though so uh, okay and then uh, we have Alex and so uh, mm -hmm. Alex had an air leak underneath it was like something with his brakes 
And so he, he has to keep getting out of his car, going completely underneath, and like pressing a little button that lets air out so his brakes don't lock out. And he has to do it every like 10 miles all night. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was, it would uh, open up to bleed air, but then not shut. And so you have oh. to keep pressing it so it could build build pressure back up. Gotcha. Because <laughs> so otherwise yeah, his brakes would like fun. lock up, right? Yeah. <laughs> seems bad. Um, and he's out there, he's doing this. He's not wearing a hat. He's not wearing gloves. And it's negative 34 degrees. Mm-hmm. He, has, he has like a windbreaker on. <laughs> Uh, I made a note that it must be, it must suck to be a cameraman who's stuck in that truck too. Like, dude, are we about to have to shut off this truck and just like, are we gonna freeze to death? It's their first day on the job too. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. I I don't know. I wonder if there's. It seems like there's some like dash cams and stuff in the trucks, but then there must be if there's not someone riding along there must be like a production van behind them or something. And like, if that's true, I would actually love to hear about what those vehicles are like. Yeah. Cause that must be some, like, I would, I don't know. Ice road production vans. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. I'm really interested in the production of this show. Cause they're also like getting kind of interviewee type of moments with like, what's obviously just a dash cam facing mm-hmm. the driver. So somebody must be asking them questions somehow. That could be, yeah. getting reactions. Um, yeah. Anyway, so now we're to Drew. Now we're to Drew. And I'll let you, uh, I'll let you, do you need me Man, to tee this Drew... up? <laughs> so Drew just has, like if you're a reality TV show producer, you must pray every day that you get a moment like what Drew delivers. Yeah. So, so they're they're sort of foreshadowing that like Drew really thinks he's hot shit. Like he his voice is dripping with contempt <laughs> as as other people are basically saying, "Hey, I'm here if you need help." <laughs> and then they're sort of joking around, and uh, someone maybe maybe Alex. Maybe Rick, I think, actually made some joke about like, yeah, be nice to me and I'll, I'll pull you out if you go into a ditch. <laughs> and so Drew says something that they bother to to caption on the screen just so everyone yeah. can see exactly what he says. So he says, <laughs> I have no intention of going in a ditch, bro. And I haven't seen a ditch yet. Cut to commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Come back and voiceover. Drew found his ditch. He <laughs> t- <laughs> so of course he goes off the road and has to get pulled out. <laughs> and, and, and and then the next shot of him is of him saying very earnestly, I think you just have to have a respect for the road. No, so he sort of jumped over the like, I was wrong, <laughs> like Guys, thanks for <laughs> thanks for trying to watch my back. <laughs> oh man, I you know I really hope that Drew Drew goes through like a great sort of redemptive character arc because yeah. his energy was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god. 
yeah i also was, really that like was the moment for me in the whole in the whole episode yeah yeah <laughs> kind of love that line i've not i have no intention of going into a ditch bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> that was so good it was very it was very good um also i'm not sure i understand how there are ditches because ditch implies that the road would like slope off so i guess maybe if they're on we didn't even talk about how they built ice roads on the land which i don't yes. understand. I, the the portages, i'm not sure i want to get into it yeah which which was fascinating because like i've you know been as a good minnesotan going to the boundary waters where we cross what we call portages yeah um but uh the, the portages across the land it sounded like coming onto or off of a portage maybe okay. is, is where this happened and so i can imagine that there are you know they've sort of built up the ice road and then there's like you know a drop off on either side but it also sounded yeah. like you just kind of fucking ran it right into a huge snowbank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do love that they called them portages. It is like there's no French Canadian <laughs> at all in the show, except they decide, well, we're going to call portages portages. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't... I. I don't know how he did it, but Drew really fucked up there. That was great. <laughs> he really fucked up. Um, oh, man. We meet Jay, the 25-year-old phenom. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just badass young guy. He doesn't get a ton of screen time, I don't think, in this episode, other than showing him, like, with these huge loads being a badass. Yeah. I think he didn't give him a lot to work with <laughs> by virtue of being kind of taciturn and extremely competent <laughs> yeah 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 he just seems competent yeah <laughs> yep uh, i do my job same way every day <laughs> um d is he does he have a kid yes he's the one yeah they show him leave his house with a kid and he's like yeah that was nice yeah put me on his side he lives in Yellowknife also mm-hmm so one of, you know, his first of 11 kids. <laughs> I think it's what we're supposed to I presume mean... there. Um, okay, and now we have TJ. Mm -hmm. um, and this is kind of how we, we're rounding out the episode. I think TJ is our last guy. And just a ton of him being like scared shitless. <laughs> And like, uh, he was. That was a joy too, just to see him like way over his head. And like, there's a blizzard. It was a whiteout, all of a sudden, and he couldn't see the road at all. Um, and at least the way it was filmed, I was like, I can't really see the road either. I like, I'd be, I'd be pretty scared. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. All of I a mean, sudden, his... you have no idea if you're about to go off. Yeah, and his his escalating curses from from the actual line "Holy Mother of Pearl" early on. <laughs> to, to, 
you know, to 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 eventually him just being like, holy fuck. <laughs> I don't. He didn't. He didn't actually cuss, or they didn't actually bleep anything, did they? Oh, they they bleeped a lot of. Him. Oh, did they? Oh yeah. Oh, I should he go. Back definitely dropped some f bombs. Oh my gosh, I can try to find that. Um, but man, yeah. I just I do remember him. I wrote down, "Holy Jesus H Christ." <laughs> oh God! Oh, he was so funny. Um. And then, oh no! Now they cut back to Jay bringing a big tube because he's the last one to go. And I wrote, "I'm getting tired of all the Jay names." <laughs> Because they put Jay and TJ together, and I was mm -hmm. like, and they're both young. I was like, how am I supposed to keep these two apart? I, I'm bad with faces. <laughs> they should think about that sort of stuff when they make this show. It's just a whole bunch of fucking white dudes, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, hey, not a lot of representation in this show. So far, no. Oh. <laughs> are you saying that like you've watched a little bit ahead and uh... Uh, I'm not sure I mean it seems like there's a lot of opportunities to um, talk about sort of like the context that this is happening in I get the sense that probably we're not going to uh, take advantage of a lot of those Okay. but you know it's it's right there yeah <laughs> the um the shipping yard is has a very um, First Nations name. I forget what it was, though. So, indigenous it sounds, people's name. It sounds like they're saying Klicho, which yeah. is spelled like T L I. Yeah. Um. So I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. Yeah. I. They said it a few times in the show, and I think that's what they said. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they representation there, I suppose. The name of the place that they do their shipping from. Uh -huh. <laughs> no, no indigenous people represented in the show at this point. Maybe we'll see some. I would like that. No women. Uh, well, some wives. Some wives <laughs> did not pass the Bechtel test. <laughs> no, 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 no. None of the wives talk to each other. No. Um. Okay, I, that's kind of like all the notes I really have. Oh, at one point they put up the scoreboard at the end, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like, well, each person has one. <laughs> How many trips has each person made? Six names. One, 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 one. one. Okay, well. <laughs> all right. You know, oh, do... maybe in future episodes this will become useful. <laughs> Did a lot of table setting. Yeah, they really wanted. They really wanted to introduce. The notion of a scoreboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, oh yeah, and then the episode. I think like right at the end, they show TJ. He must be driving back, and he's like, "So like, check out this crow. <laughs> it's a raven." But <laughs> which is very funny that the the uh, well, the voiceover actually... guy was like like it said that it was a raven i don't know i just thought that was really interesting so that was but, super that that was funny 
I actually think it was a crow. I really? don't think that was a raven. Like, I'd have to go back. I, I should go back and look at it again. But, like, I and I guess I mostly have tried to identify them when they're on the ground as opposed to in flight. But it, it didn't look big enough. Or, like, ravens really have this kind of, like, beefy, wet, feathery collar thing happening. Yeah. Um, and because ravens are much cooler than crows... Almost everyone will will point to a blackbird and say it's a raven. <laughs> but I I also made a note of the scene in particular when um when TJ says, "Look at that silly bugger." <laughs> um, it was undeniably a like really sick scene. Like it was cool. Yeah. Like, I I thought that was so cool that they got that from multiple angles this crow or raven flying like right next like he could have like put his hands out and like pet the bird yeah that was cool yeah between that and the shots of the northern lights um yeah those were some of the things that i was like hoping were t turn up in the series is i imagine that these guys just see some like pretty awesome stuff Ooh, so yeah. i'm i'm hopeful we see uh see more of that some wildlife and stuff. Yeah, some wildlife, some vistas, some of the the beauty of the north. Yeah. Um, let me let me circle back around real quick. Do you do you do much birding? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're talking about IDing crows versus ravens, which is like, um, feels like uh -huh. you got to know a little bit about birds to be able to do that. Well, I've been getting a little bit into, like, um, Norse mythology and, okay. uh, like, yes. people, <laughs> once people, like, learn about uh, Odin's ravens, then they're always like, oh, it's a, it's a raven, it's a raven, it's a raven, <laughs> and, like, post pictures, and it's, like, always a crow. <laughs> yeah. I So I have been doing a fair amount of birding. Oh. And I'm not sure I've ever seen a raven. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I've seen one, but I've never ID'd one. I've certainly, like, I've ID'd hundreds of crows. Because uh -huh. they're, like, you just see one and they go, caw, caw, and you're like, oh, that's a crow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I for sure, I, I know for, like, or how do I express this? There are three times that I positively know I did in fact see a raven. Okay. So there could have been other times, but I mean, ravens are huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why I've never been confident that I've seen a raven because I've been like, well, that's not like a huge bird. Uh huh. I want it to be bigger. If uh -huh. It's gonna be a raven. Oh. Um, that's all I have for notes. Same here. Yeah? We did it. We did it. We did How it. How do you feel? I feel good. I mean, we summarized a, what, 45-minute show in uh, 84 minutes. Nice. <laughs> and uh, just let me check the follower. Okay, just the one viewer still, I think. Just the one, huh? Just the one still. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fine. You know. It's gonna give another five minutes or so. Somebody will pop on. I'll, I'll, I'll leave the stream open. 
Um, I, I am excited about continuing this journey. Yeah, I'm like really excited to watch episode two. I had to like, I had to tap the brakes and hold off on <laughs> on going forward. Yeah, because um, as the scoreboard indicated, Graham, we are just getting started. I know. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. Episode. So, um, I do think like our future um, summaries of the episodes should be maybe a little bit simpler because we won't like, you know, be talking about we the intro We won't have to introduce first. everybody. Yeah. 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 There was so, a, this was, this episode did a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have to always refer everyone, uh, you know, if they're going to try to jump in uh-huh. to our podcast, like episode 40, like at least go back and listen to episode one so you know about the waves under the ice we're gonna be referring to these things <laughs> absolutely yeah oh man this was super fun man right on dude yeah nice was awesome yeah so um and i i guess uh some production talk so listeners uh presumably just aliens listening to this thousands of years after our planets uh collapsed uh next week maybe we'll have a musical intro uh i think we're gonna have like art and a podcast published starting off uh so look look forward to big things coming right on nice nice we will uh catch you in a week sounds good uh all right bye everyone Hey, um, folks, hang loose and keep on ice road trucking. <laughs>